this isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did Caesar live here? Um, no. I don't think so. I went to Vegas last weekend. Pretty crazy. Vegas, baby, Vegas! Gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas. Why don't you give me half the money you were gonna bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. Some guys just can't handle Vegas. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 36 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'll be your tour guide for this podcast adventure to what I like to think of as the best city on the planet, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. For this episode of the podcast, I've decided to tackle a topic that people have been asking me to cover for a long time, sports betting. Now, to be totally honest with you, I know absolutely nothing about betting on sports. I mean, I've done it a few times, placing bets on the odd hockey game while I've been in town, but I'm super easy to spot at the sports book. I'm that nerd standing off to the side on my phone, Googling how to bet on sports. So I've decided to enlist the help of an expert. Joining me this time around is sports handicapper Minty Betts. Minty is a Las Vegas local who shares her tips and picks on Twitter at Minty Betts. She's also a member of the team at wagertalk.com and wagertalk TV, where she, along with the rest of the crew, make their picks each week. We talked about how and why she got into sports betting. We covered some of the common terminology. She filled us in on the different types of wagers that can be made. And she shared some tips and tricks for novices on the do's and do nots of wagering on sports. Please enjoy my conversation with Minty Betts. Minty Betts, thank you so much for taking the time to join me here today. I really do appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, I want to start off just by, you know, I always kind of like to get to know a little bit about my guests and find out about them and and learn about them. Um, let's start off by, you know, telling me a little bit about yourself. You're you're a Las Vegas local, correct? Yes, I was born and raised in Las Vegas. Um, I'm 26 years old at the moment. And um, yeah, I sports bet uh, kind of for a living. You're you're one of those rare people that are actually born and raised in Las Vegas. Yes, I'm a native and I've never lived anywhere else and I don't know anywhere else but Vegas. That's so odd. I mean, I don't mean to make that sound like you're some kind of weird oddity of some sort, but you kind of are. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's odd because when I go like out of town, like to Seattle or something, and I want to go out, I don't know, for like dinner at 9 p.m. everywhere, like every restaurant is already closed, which is so weird because here they close at like midnight and the last call is at 2 a.m. It's it's really weird to not live in a 24-hour uh, city. And it's also now that I find um, that you said I'm weird, that um, not a lot of places have billboards for like, you know, divorce lawyers and strip clubs. <laughs> 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 because in Vegas, I like that's so normal. But I see tourists coming here and they like take pictures of like these billboards. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Oh, it is weird now that I think about it. That You know, it's funny. I've never really thought about it, but you're right. I remember on, you know, one of the, the first trips I ever made to Las Vegas and, mm-hmm. and you know, coming out of the airport, out of McCarran there, and there's all the, you know, oh, look, Crazy Horse 3 or, or you know, yeah. Sapphire or whatever. And I just thought it's mind blowing, right? Exactly. <laughs> there's also one billboard that I specifically remember, and it's like off the freeway, off one of the busiest freeways here. And it it's worded like, 
oh, want to cheat on your wife tonight? Come to so-and-so strip club. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Just just straightforward and straight to the point. <laughs> Hashtag only in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, another day in Vegas. <laughs> so you mentioned you're, you're 26 years old. Mm-hmm. How long have you been betting on sports? Well, since I was 21. But as a kid... Um, my parents worked in the casinos, so uh, my dad would always come home with a new sports betting ticket, and I would always, you know, look at it and, you know, root for him or whatever team he had uh, placed his bet on, and I'd ask him, you know, what the numbers meant and what each, you know, the terminology meant. Um, so I had always been intrigued in it, and I knew that when I turned 21, I didn't want to play slots, and I didn't want to play table games. I wanted to sports bet. And so it was it was that and your dad being, you know, working in the casino that really got you interested in the idea of of betting on sports. Exactly. It seemed more of like, I don't know, it just seemed like an it was just some, a more interesting way to gamble rather than like, OK, let me roll this dice or let me just press this button and see if I get like, I don't a royal flush or something. I don't know how table games and slots work. <laughs> but yeah, Sports betting just seemed more fun because maybe there was a little bit more skill to it. And I mean, do you find like, are are you a big sports fan in general? I love a good game. I prefer football, um, professional football over college. And that's the sport I prefer to watch. That's the sport I prefer to bet on. But I also dabble a little in uh, baseball, basketball and hockey. Now, if you weren't betting on any of these particular sports, do you think you'd be watching them? Hmm. <laughs> Good question. Football, I would be watching for sure, no matter what. Baseball, absolutely not. I think baseball is super boring, and I have to <laughs> pretend to like it from like whenever April until October, um, when you know football and basketball and hockey aren't on. So it is fun when you have a little bit of money on the game. It's so funny that you say that about baseball because I mean I'm not a big baseball fan by any stretch of the imagination. As a Canadian, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's legally required of me to maintain my citizenship that I have to be a hockey fan. That's <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> that's required. Um, uh-huh. As for baseball, I mean, you know, I enjoy going to a baseball game. Yeah, you know, I've I've been to games in Seattle and New York and Toronto and and you know done the the Cactus League thing down in Phoenix. But to actually sit and watch a baseball game on TV, to me, that is the equivalent yeah. to having my fingernails pulled out with a pair of pliers. Yeah, it's the equivalent to golf. Like, <laughs> it's so boring. Really? It's so, like I say, it's just, it's funny that you say that. And, and it's funny that you say, yeah, betting on it just makes it that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is true. Um, have you put a bet in before, Jeff? I have. Um mm-hmm it's it's not gone well was it just like a random like let me try this or like what was do you remember your bet it my my first ever bet was it was it was just kind of a random i'm gonna bet it it was on a vegas trip i walked into the sports book at caesars and my winnipeg jets were playing that's my team i'm the i'm a winnipeg jets fan is born and raised in winnipeg gotta gotta be my hometown team i walked in and again had no idea what i was doing Right. Walked up to the counter with my $20. And I mean, I'm quite frankly, I might as well just lit it on fire because they yeah, lost. Yeah, that's exactly what's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was. I just walked up to the counter and just went, I have $20 and I'd like to bet on the Winnipeg Jets. And that right. was kind of it. That was that was yeah. sort of the way it went. What about mm-hmm. you? What was your first bet? Do you remember? My first bet was um, 
a parlay, which is when you do when you pick two teams in one ticket. So um, the the risk is low, but the payout is higher. It was the Green Bay Packers and the Saints. And I remember both teams lost. I didn't do any research on them. I didn't even watch those games. Um, I was just like, wow, I can put $20 to win like 60. Um, that's cool. And I did it and I lost. <laughs> At the time, I'm sure it seemed like a really decent, you know, investment, right? Of course. Like when you see that you can only risk like five, 10, $20 to get whatever, 40, 50, 60, it seems like a good investment, but that's how the sports books make money is because a lot of people that walk in don't really know or think they know uh, what they're doing and they lose, which is great for the books. Well, and again, I mean, for me, you know, I, as I mentioned, you know, when we were getting ready for this, this interview, I, I mentioned, you know, I have zero knowledge in the mm-hmm. world of sports betting. I mean, I, I have no knowledge in the world of table games and I know even less about sports betting <laughs> than I do about table games. I walk mm-hmm. into a sports book for me. It's just confusion yeah Yeah. it's it's gibberish it's a bunch of numbers on a board Mm -hmm. it starts looking like math to me yeah they throw in a couple colors to make it a little more attractive red and green it's like christmas time i and then and then i you see me i'm the guy at the side of the before getting into line on my phone yeah. googling how to bet on sports <laughs> i'm i'm that guy so yeah, yeah. you know I, I wanted to bring you on because you know sports sports betting is a topic i've had people ask me to cover on this podcast and not knowing anything about it i thought you know what i need to i need to go to an expert and and lo and behold, here you are. So oh, goodness, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start off by talking about, you know, a few different things. First off, and again, this is just my knowledge from Googling. How do you read the money line? And I guess the first question I should ask before that is, what the hell is a money line? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm gonna start from square one. Okay. Money line might be like the second thing I'm going to get into. Okay. Um, so when you walk into the sports book, super intimidating. Let me tell you guys first that I don't like walking into the sports book. I get intimidated when there's a lot of people. And of course it's a big open area. So when you're walking through, people are looking at you and judging you, or at least that's what I feel. And especially being like a woman going into sports book, people are like, who's that? Right. Um, so I don't like going to the sports book. So I totally understand when people are intimidated and afraid to ask questions, but here we go. Um, I'm going to start with when you walk into a sports book, the first thing you see is that colorful board with a bunch of numbers and a bunch of team names and games playing today. That's called the odds board. That's what you want to look at first. Um, next you're going to see the teams that you want to bet on. Let's just use football and let's just use the Patriots and the Rams as a good example. Okay. Okay. Let's say they're playing today. Um, the Patriots are going to be favored and the Rams are going to be the underdogs. So, um, typically what you want to look for first is going to be the rotation number. Um, the rotation number is just, uh, typically like a three to five digit number next to the team. And when you go up to the window, you're going to tell them the rotation number rather than, oh, Patriots uh, to win the game. You know, it's just quicker for them to look up, especially when it's game day and there's a line behind you. Gotcha. Um, So you're going to look up the rotation number. Let's just say it's like 901. Uh, To answer your question, money line is just them winning straight up. So you would say the rotation number Say it's 901 money line. That means you bet on the Patriots to win straight up. They don't have to win by a certain amount of points. They just can't lose, but they have to win. Um, that's going to be the most common bet. 
Uh, next, you have a spread. And like I said earlier, let's just say the Patriots were favored in this game. Uh let's say by seven points, because that's like a normal number. Okay. Um, if they're favored by seven points, that's the spread. You need them to cover the spread, which means you need them to win by over seven points in that game. If they win by less, like three, four or five points, you lose your bet. Um, the other side of that is going to be the Rams are going to be plus seven, which means they're underdogs and they're given seven points. So, that means they can lose, but no more by seven points. So that gives you a little wiggle room if you don't think the Rams are going to win, but you think it's going to be kind of a close game. That's a good bet to take. Okay. So yeah, money line is just winning straight up, and then the spread is just they have to win or lose by that amount of points. There's times when I wish this was a video podcast because if you could have seen the look on my face when you said even if they win, but they don't win by enough points, you still lose. I, I just had this dejected look on my face. Like what, what, but they, but they won that. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. And that's what sucks is I've lost a lot of bets because they couldn't cover the spread or cover the amount of points that they're supposed to win. It sucks. So that's where you kind of get into a little more, I don't want to say intermediate, but intermediate betting is like, okay, I think they are going to win by a touchdown and an extra point. Um, so that's kind of when like studying and stats um, comes in. So can you bet just the money line or does the do you have to bet the money line and the spread in this case? Oh, you can totally bet just the money line. You can oh, just bet okay. the win. But know that um, typically the more favored team uh you would have to put more money down to get money back. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Hence why you want to bet to cover the spread too, because if they cover the spread, then you're going to win more than if they just win. Yeah. So typically when you bet on the spread, um, you're going to see a number behind the team name. And again, this is where visuals would really, really help uh, Jeff. But um, <laughs> it's, just, it's uh, theater. It's theater of the mind, Minty. It's theater yes. of the mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're working on our imagination right now. <laughs> so, um, so you're going to see a minus one ten behind the team name, and that's called the vig or the juice. That basically means minus one ten means that you have to put down $110 to win $100 back plus the $110 that you put in. Um, And that $110, I mean, why isn't it $100 to win $100? Why is it I have to put down $110 to win $100? Well, that's the little tax that uh, the sports book kind of takes to take your bet. Gotcha. So that's kind of where that money goes missing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry if that was more confusing, but I tried my very best to use a simple... No, that's, you know what? I, I already feel like I'm learning stuff, kind okay, of. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so, I guess, I mean, the next question, you mentioned about the odds. Mm-hmm. Who determines the odds? Is And I'm sure there's the odds gods somewhere that are that are determining all these odds. Is the money line determined by the odds or the odds determined by the money line? Are the two not related at all? Am I just pulling stuff out of my <laughs> butt? What's happening? All these numbers are determined by the sports book and they have these special algorithms that determine that they go by past games. They go by injury report. They go by weather. They go by a ton of factors that we wouldn't even think of. Um, and if they're not getting enough money on one side, they'll adjust those numbers to make it more appealing to us betters. 
um, to go to the other side to kind of balance it out. So the sports books, you know, will make money at the end of the day rather than losing money. Well, because, of course, as you know, you and I both know, Las Vegas was not built on winners. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And here's another thing also that you can bet on if you don't really want to bet a side like team A or team B. You can also bet um, in any sport the over under. So the over under typically is the combined amount of points that both team scores. um, And you can bet to see if it goes over that or under that. So basically, if you have a game with two really great defenses, you can bet the under because likely it's going to go under than the total points that they make up. So, for example, using the Patriots and the Rams, Rams. Mm-hmm. As, as our example, if they put Let's the... Let's say the 47 was the over-under. Yeah. Um, okay. Patriots have good defense. Rams have good offense. Uh, so it's really up to you what you believe it'll go over or under. Um, and 47 is a pretty average number, like 46, 47, 48. Um, that's a pretty average like football over under number. Okay. Yeah. So can, here's a big question then, I guess, can the odds and the money line and all this kind of stuff, you mentioned it's set by the sports book. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that it can vary from sports book to sports book? So for example, the sports book at Caesars might have different numbers than the sports book at, uh, at the Bellagio or, or, or so on and so forth. Right. So a lot of these sports books try to keep it as similar as possible. They might vary by half a point or a point. And uh, then people actually, sports bettors actually go to all these different sports books and check the line. Well, they don't go to the sports books, but they will go to the different sports books and put money on them just because the line is better or uh, more in their favor. So yeah, uh, typically they'll try to keep it all the same, but it will vary like, by like a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So we we covered kind of the over under bet and we talked about the spread and the money line. Mm-hmm. Are there any other kind of bets that that people can get involved with? Thing other other methods of betting, other types of bets, I guess. Oh my gosh, so many. Um when I I, I have you hmm, super bowl there's like prop bets there's silly bets like what color is the gatorade gonna be or you know at the super bowl or will tom brady throw a touchdown this first quarter there's different kinds of bets that are like kind of silly and those are called prop bets and not every casino has them um but during super bowl every casino will have them um but during the regular season there are prop bets for other things that aren't as silly like Oh, geez, I don't know. Will this player have an interception this or this quarterback have an interception this game? Yes or no? Uh, You know, stuff like that. Those are um, that's another kind of bet. Not super common. Um, Another kind that I was talking about earlier was going to be a parlay. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when you can put multiple bets into one ticket and you don't have to pay for multiple bets. You just pay the one price that you want to. So low risk, high reward. Um, but it's not very likely that you'll win because every single bet has to hit. And if you lose one, you lose the whole ticket. I was just going to ask that. I, I was going to say, I assume that with a bet like that, if you bet on five games on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you have to win all of them in order to win something or else you get nothing. Hence the, the, hence the low risk, high reward, high reward aspect. Yes, exactly. And that's also another way that sports books make their money because a lot of people like it's very appealing. Like, like I said, you can put like 
10, $20, $100 to win $1,000 and you don't have to pay that much. And if you lose, hey, it's a thousand or $100, you'll just put in another one tomorrow. So that's a really good way for them to make their money. Uh, sports books, not you. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. And so now talking about the prop bets and some of the silly ones that, that you know, you know, coin flips and, and, and like you say, Gatorade colors and things like that. Mm-hmm. Who determines the odds on that? And what kind of a payout are you going to get if I say the Gatorade that's going to get splashed on the Super Bowl winner is going to be orange? Mm-hmm. what you know how is that determined i have no freaking clue i've never <laughs> bet on a prop bet before because i know i won't win um some people think they have insider information and they're like the gatorade is clear and i'm like i still don't trust you i don't want to <laughs> bet on it like i don't know i feel like it's a trap um i would think that the sports book set sets those uh numbers and odds and they see what other sports books numbers are as well. And they try to keep it as um, similar again. So they don't lose any customers. I love your honesty on that. I have no freaking <laughs> clue. I just, I'm I love, sorry. I absolutely, no, I appreciate, I love the honesty. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about, again, you know, and I don't want to focus on the prop bets for too long. I know that, you know, again, they, the, the sports books will often take prop bets on non-sports related things as well. Does that, does that still go on? Does that actually happen? Like, can I walk in and, and bet on, you know, American Idol or something ridiculous like that? I have heard about that, but never have I seen it before. Like, I always see people tweet about it or Instagram about, oh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to win an Oscar. Um, but I don't know if you can actually bet on them at the sports book. And I'm still actually trying to find out where you can do that, if not the sports book. <laughs> because that's a question I actually often get. I, I think I actually kind of like it better that you don't know the answer to that. Because I, I don't know if I could respect somebody that did know where you can bet on American Idol. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's like some sort of underground bookie that takes those bets, but I don't know who he is. Please announce yourself. I just, I picture a guy named Vito in a, uh, in a place in, you know, some basement in New York taking, taking bets on, on American Idol and Survivor. On his burner phone. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He's got, he's got 27 red telephones in front of him and he's, he's taking, he's taking bookie bets on, uh, on the Oscars. I love it. Um, (laughs) do this. And again, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to ask silly questions, but I guess it's kind of one of those things there's, I'm hoping there's no silly questions. Um, no, there's silly questions. Can the bet types vary between sports? Like, for example, is, you know, is the, what you're betting on different, you know, for football versus hockey versus basketball versus baseball? I guess that's, you know, is there one that's maybe a little easier to bet on or a little more difficult to bet on? Um, the easier or more difficult one just really depends on what sport you are better at betting on, I guess. I mean, so far this year, NFL obviously is my favorite sport to watch and to bet on. I haven't been doing that well so far. I mean, it's only like week three. Um, but I had a pretty good baseball season and baseball is not, is like the hardest sport I've ever had to uh, handicap or bet on. And uh, I actually didn't do that bad. And it was actually, it was a year this year that um, I've been trying to improve on it. So it really depends on you. But yes, there are different bets for different sports, like uh, for football, the spread, um, you know, you have to cover the spread, the seven points, the eight points, whatever the sports books make it. But 
in baseball, it's called a run line and it's only one and a half points. And I guess I will not get into it, but yes, there are different types of bets. And I can totally talk about that on a like sports betting 102 segment. If you <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for baseball season. Sports betting for slightly less stupid people. Yeah. <laughs> the almost intermediate. There we go. There we yeah. go. Um, so, I mean, I guess... You know, I guess everybody or I've always kind of had it in my mind that it's like, well, I'm just picking the winners. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the winners. It's really not that simple, is it? No, it's not. And you know what? It Starting this like career in this sports betting industry, I knew there was going to be a lot of research and a lot of studying that goes in it because I post my picks on Twitter for free and I don't expect anyone to follow them or to put money on them, but people do. And when I know that people do that, they, they, um, invest their own money because they see what I pick. Um, and of course I invest my own money with my picks too. Don't get me wrong, but it makes me want to study even harder. And it's very, very, um, draining to study all of this because you don't want to get it wrong. And it's a little bit stressful sometimes, but Honestly, you can study your ass off and be so sure of a winner for the next game, but sometimes the other team just has a better day and it, it kind of sucks because you can think that it's it's not about just picking team A or team B, but at the same time it is and it's just really a toss up. And I mean, I guess, you know, thinking about that, like I think back to last year's NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, how how badly do you think people got absolutely hosed on on bets on the playoffs last year? Oh my gosh, tons. And not just for the playoffs, but every day or maybe like the NFL playoffs or I don't know, the World Series, like tons. Like there is just so much money being put into the books and so much money being lost as well. And um, that's how Vegas thrives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as we, you know, as we've said, it's that Vegas was not built on winners. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) And I guess, you know, that was kind of my next question was going into, you know, the strategy and the research. Like when you're putting together your picks for the week, can you ballpark it? You know, how many... How many hours do you spend doing your research? Yeah, I personally, since I'm, I want to consider my, myself still kind of new to this, um, even though I've been doing it for a couple of years, I'm, there's always room for improvement and I'm always willing to learn and to take in anything that um, any professional handicapper wants to tell me and give me advice on. Um, it takes me like, I don't know, a couple hours, uh, depending on how many games and what sport, Um, I want to say like one to three hours. I actually just take myself to the library and analyze every single like football game and see which I like best and just do my research on, on, you know, injuries and how they were playing the past couple games, um, their trends and angles for the past 10 games last season. And it's a lot of work. And, um, it's funny because when I first started, very, very first started betting baseball, actually, I was so sure there was a team, I can't even remember what team, there was a team that was losing 10 straight games. So I placed a bet on it. I put a lot of money on this team and I was like, they're going to lose. I bet the opposing team and guess what? They freaking won. <laughs> like the losing team, uh, they lost 10, 15 games, their last 10, 15 games. And uh, 
they won. And I was so upset. So you can do all this studying and you can see all the stats, but sometimes again, the other team just has a better day. And so do you have then, you know, for somebody like me who, who literally knows nothing and, and, (laughs) you know, is walking in pretty much completely blind. It doesn't want to be that guy standing at the side, Googling how to bet on sports on his phone. Mm -hmm. What kind of recommendations would you make for, for somebody like me? Just a, again, a total novice. Yeah, um, I would not recommend that you do a bunch of research. You do however you want to do, like do what works best for you. If you want to bet on Winnipeg to win tonight's game against the Flames, then you do that. Um, Just go to the window. And like I said earlier, the rotation number, instead of saying Winnipeg to win, just be like rotation number 301 money line. Like I want them to win outright. I mean, it makes you look a little bit um, more professional. But um, yeah, I would just recommend just do what you want to do. Make sure that you do not go chasing your losses because if you put a ton of money on Winnipeg and they end up losing and you're like, okay, well, there's another hockey game in an hour. I think I can make my money back. Um, chances are you might not make your money back and I don't recommend chasing your losses. That's a, a, a well, and I think that's a good good point to make and a good uh, philosophy to follow no matter what type of gambling you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not just sports betting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, again, I guess, you know, there is, is there really any kind of specific kind of bet other than, you know, say just going in, betting the money line, covering the spread again, something for a, a total novice. Yeah, for just a novice, again, betting the spread or the run line, whichever sport you're doing it on, um, money line, the most popular, the over under is another popular one. Um, Those are really the basic bets you can make. Um, If you want to also in front of the sports books, every single sports book, they should always have like rows and rows of like, um, like paper, I guess. And they all have different uh, I guess uh, cards, I don't know. I don't know why I said paper. Um, they're all different cards for different sports of the different games for the day. You can totally take that with you and look at all the different sports. Look at everything you can bet on because sometimes they might have the props on there and you can bet on the props. Um, you can write it down, maybe show the teller at the window, be like, I want this one, point at it. Um, it makes it a little bit easier than Googling everything and not everything is going to be on the odds boards. Uh, there's going to be a lot more detailed stuff on the cards in front of you uh, when you enter the sports book, but just know that the odds boards has the more updated um, odds. And so we've covered, you know, kind of the, what to do, what novices should do, what they can mm-hmm. do. Let's talk. I, I always find it's a little more fun sometimes to talk about what they shouldn't do mm-hmm. <laughs> other than, you know, chasing your losses, as we mentioned, which, you know, again, is a, is a good piece of advice for anybody, whether it's slots or table games or, or sports betting. What are some of the other, you know, sort of rookie mistakes that people maybe make when they're, you know, just starting in, in betting on sports? Although yes, you can win at parlays and remember, parlay is multiple uh, bets in one betting ticket. Um, I don't recommend parlays. A lot of handicappers say parlays are for dummies. It's low risk, high reward, and rarely do you ever win. So parlays, I would advise against it. But you know, hey, it works for some people. Um, But just know a lot of rookies will will do like eight or 10 team parlays and think that they're going to win them all. And again, sometimes they do, but it's very unlikely Um, another thing, don't go chasing your losses. I talked about that. Um, gosh, and don't like have money management. Don't like throw thousands and thousands of dollars that you kind of don't 
don't have on one game because you think it's a sure thing. Like never ever think that the game you're betting on is a lock, which don't think that it's a sure thing because things will can always sway the other way. How much money do you think people lost on game seven of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, San Jose Sharks game last year? Oh my gosh. I don't even want to think about it. Tons. But you know what? Not now I'm kind of wondering. I wonder if I think more people lost money on the Super Bowl, the Rams versus the uh, Patriots. Right. Uh, I know a lot of people put money on the Rams and lost big time. So uh, I think I watched a documentary this Showtime action documentary. And um, there was a segment there on the Super Bowl. And these two guys from like, the Midwest or the East coast or something, they flew out all the way from wherever they were from to Vegas and put like $50,000 on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the whole time they were watching, I mean, the whole Super Bowl was boring and there wasn't much like cheering going on, but the camera guy just like kept panning over to these guys and then, you know, other people too, but these guys, and they're just like, yeah, it's a sure thing. The Rams are going to win. We came all the way here from Florida or whatever. And, uh, you know, throughout the game, they were just like biting their nails. They were just like fidgeting. They were so nervous at the end of the day before the game was even over. They knew they like took their backpacks, walked away. It's just really sad. I would imagine their wives killed them when they got home. <laughs> like that's quite a bit of money to drop on like one game. Wow. That's, yeah. just, that's that. Oh God. I get shivers. I freak <laughs> out putting $20 in a slot machine. So <laughs> that amount of money to me is just, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I do have a, a, I want to just jump back for half a second with the parlays. Mm-hmm. Can you mix sports? Oh yes, totally. Totally. Yes. You can mix like a baseball game to football games, a college football game and like a basketball game. You can do whatever you want with the parlay. So the only thing that you cannot parlay, um, would be futures. So I'm sorry, I guess that's another bet that I didn't get into. You can bet future bets. So you can bet like, Oh, the Patriots to win the Super Bowl, and that would pay you some really good odds. Um, gotcha. Yeah, you can bet on season win totals. Like, oh, the Rams are going to win nine or more games, or are they going to win nine or less games? Um, that's one thing that you cannot parlay is future games. Gotcha. Okay, and uh, mm-hmm. that's it's interesting. I I never even thought about futures, but that you know I recall. Again, first season of the Vegas Golden Knights, mm-hmm. when all the sports books were getting really twitchy going into the Stanley Cup final, going, mm-hmm. oh my God, we have a potential we have to lose pay these people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money if they actually win the cup. This is because mm-hmm. they were thousand to one odds at the start of the, the season. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that, okay, that's another one that's, that's good to bring up the future bets. And, and so is that something you recommend? Like, is that kind of a bet that, and I hate to say, is it a serious bet? Because it is a serious bet. But mm-hmm. but is it one of those bets that somebody just kind of makes sort of, you know, on a lark? Like, ah, yeah, I'm going to put 100 bucks down for, you know, the Calgary Flames to win the Stanley Cup this year. Oh, yeah. People do that all the time. Like, um, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they haven't been that great the, since they started. Um, but when Johnny Manziel, uh, was their starting quarterback, people put a lot of money to, for them to win the Super Bowl. They thought he was going to be the greatest quarterback the Browns have ever had. Um, same with Baker Mayfield. They really, really hyped up, uh, the Cleveland Browns this year. And they were like one of the top five contenders, uh, to win the Super Bowl. And now after a couple of games, I don't think they're up there anymore in the top five, but people still put money on because you can put down a hundred dollars and win what? $3,500, five thousand dollars um if they do actually make it to the super bowl so that's another um 
very popular bet is futures. And of course, the, the fun part about that is if you win, you have to make a trip back to Vegas to, to claim your ticket. Yeah, I wouldn't mind making that trip back at all if I didn't live here. <laughs> <laughs> um, if people want to find you, you're you're all over the place. I mean, you're you've got your picks on on Twitter at Minty Bets every week, mm-hmm. and then of course you've also uh, you've branched out into uh, a couple of other spots now too. Yeah, um, I work for Wager Talk, and I'm part of their media team. I host a couple of their weekly videos, so you guys can find me awkwardly hosting their videos on Wager Talk TV on YouTube. Um, also, their Instagram. I'm slowly managing their Instagram, so I post Instagram exclusive pics and promotions for Wager Talk on the Instagram as well as my Twitter. Um, and then I have a special, you know, just my picks for Twitter. Um, so yeah, you can find me at Minty Bets on Twitter and at Wager Talk on Instagram as well. Well, Minty, I I so appreciate you taking the time, and and I know you know we said it would have been great that this would if you know if it was visual, but yeah. I think theater of the mind. I I'm picturing those sports book boards in my brain mm-hmm. at, at the various <laughs> sports books in Vegas, and I I know. You know, when you're talking about all these numbers that are up there, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can picture them in my mind. So good. I, I feel like I have learned a lot and I and I really hope that uh, my my listeners have learned a lot. I, I feel like, you know, again, you've taught me a lot today. I really appreciate good. it. Yeah, of course. Thanks. I hope I can continue to teach people um, because it is a male dominated industry and a uh, way of gambling too. And I think a lot of people, not just men are really afraid to ask, um, you know, about sports betting because they don't really understand. And Google sometimes doesn't really give good um, tips or advice or anything. Um, and I get messages all the time from people asking like, what does this mean? And what does that mean? And I would be happy to answer anybody's questions. Just know that it does take some time for me to get through the messages, but I, I do typically reply back to everybody to help them. Minty, thank you again so much. I really do appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. You can follow Minty Bets on Twitter and Instagram at Minty Bets. And be sure to subscribe to Wager Talk TV on YouTube, where you can catch Minty's weekly picks. All right, that wraps things up for this episode of the podcast. If you've got feedback on this or any other episode of the show, feel free to share it with me via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. And if you're after tips and tricks for your own upcoming Las Vegas vacation, whether it's hotels, restaurants, attractions, or shows, or you've got suggestions for topics for me to cover on the podcast, reach out via social media or email me directly at jeff at walkernewmedia.com. In the meantime, Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And don't forget to visit JeffGuzVegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 36 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast, a Walker New Media production.